who are you living for? And she turned to me and said, the trick is to find joy in whatever you happen to be doing now. And of course, as humans, life has its stresses, but what I try to remember is like, this is life right now. It's, it doesn't begin when you get that new car or you move to a new city. It's, it's happening right now. And how good can you, can you feel in the situation that you're in right now? In this episode of the Freedom Lifestyle Edition, I talk to Kat Kennedy from the United States. Kat is a yoga teacher, plant-based foodie, and earth admirer, and caught my attention by living this simple yet beautiful life. To me, she embodies the joy and freedom we can have in our daily lives when we simply become more present, more aware of what we're doing, and naturally start embracing what makes us feel good and alive. Be in for a light-hearted episode of inspiration, a summer breeze to refresh your thoughts and senses. Welcome to the show, Kat, and good morning. I know you're on the East Coast in the US and I'm here in Berlin. Welcome to Kat's podcast. Thank you. Hi, Kat. From one Hi. cat to another. <laughs> exactly, exactly. You being in your morning, that's a good starting point. So why don't you tell us a little bit about how your day and your life typically look like? Well, that's quite the question. I feel like the structure of my day varies. Um, this morning, I managed to wake up a little earlier and go on a bike ride, make a really delicious, healthy breakfast and do some stretching, meditation, and really just set the tone for my day. And no matter how busy I am, I feel like I, whenever I do make that time, even if it's just waking up an hour earlier than I need to, it's so worth it. And it just really makes me feel more grounded in my own body as I move through the day and deal with, you know, whatever comes up. So yeah, now I'm here talking to you and I feel very honored that you have me on your podcast. So thank you. <laughs> sure. It's a pleasure. I can totally relate to that. When I do my meditation in the morning, when I have this quiet time for myself in the morning, I feel so much better and I can draw so much strength and motivation and clarity from it during my day. So Yeah, I, I love that you're um yeah, that you're having basically the same routine. It's it's so true and I I really didn't develop this outlook overnight. It took me a while to even realize that I was becoming more mindful and more present. Um I was doing these practices, but I didn't really notice a shift until recently actually. Um the other day I had this kind of revelation that I actually do notice my feelings and why I act the way that I do. Um, for instance, I was feeling kind of angry and frustrated with somebody. And rather than just running from that feeling, I sat with it and accepted it and faced it head on and really asked myself, why am I feeling this way? Why am I letting 
somebody else have control over my own peace. And then I was able to realize because I was actually trying to control them because, you know, your ego tries to tell you that somebody else should be treating you in a certain way. And if they don't, then that's not correct. But when you move from your heart rather than your ego and realize that in reality, everybody is acting from where they are on their own journey. Uh, you can start to change your your outlook and and realize that, I mean, that's kind of why I changed my Instagram name to Inner is Outer because it's just such a reflection on how you're feeling is going to directly reflect onto how you're treating other people and and not take things so personally. <laughs> I was really proud that I, I noticed that shift and it was kind of like a just an epiphany that this mindful stuff, it really does work. You know, it's not just some hippie cliche thing. <laughs> oh, just be present, you know, but it's, it's just people run from thing to thing to thing without actually sitting down and tuning into how they're actually feeling. And I think that's, it's really important to, to be more mindful. Oh wow, that's that's a pretty pretty deep insight for for a morning and also for the beginning of an interview. But I like <laughs> it. I totally like it because you you already touched on something talking about the morning, being present, being mindful about it, and this is where we want to go today in this interview. We want to talk about living your freedom in your daily life. Mm. Um, by doing things that make you feel good and yeah. having this this beauty, this space of being able to create your everyday in a way that makes you feel good. And that's why I chose you as a, or one of the reasons why I chose you as a guest on my show, because I feel that you're such an inspiration to live exactly that And what what stuck with me was you saying that you're looking forward to um, to going back home after I think it was three months of traveling in in South America. So you said, yeah. "Oh, I'm really looking forward to going back home and looking forward to incorporating into my daily life what makes me feel good, like mm -hmm. doing more cooking, doing more yoga." Um, teaching yoga more, um, offering ceremonies and workshops. And when I heard that, I was like, that's so beautiful. And I think that's something people forget or tend to forget nowadays. We're looking for the extraordinary or the once in a lifetime experience, but often it's the things that we have and create in our daily lives that fulfill us, that, that fill us up and that make us content and happy in the long run. Right. It's, it's so true. I mean, traveling especially is something I fell in love with when I was living in New York and I was living in this tiny, tiny one bedroom apartment with my aunt and my seven-year-old cousin. <laughs> and literally it was like her, my aunt's Murphy bed would pull down to block the front door. So the time that she went to bed kind of determined 
when I had to either be home if I wanted a place to stay or, you know, settle in for the night. It was just, I felt like I had no freedom. Um, this was before I even started yoga or meditation or anything. And I just started to feel really lost and stressed. And I had no idea like why I was even living there. Like, why was I putting myself through this situation? And I didn't even necessarily want to be in that city. Um, and I just had a, an epiphany that I wanted to go do something on my own and just get away from everyone and kind of reinvent myself and, for some reason, Sweden came to my mind because my grandpa's from there and I had never traveled alone. So I thought maybe knowing that I had roots there, he didn't live there at the time, but just knowing that it's in my blood, you know, in a way I could kind of have, have that relationship with, with that country. So I just chose Sweden and I just bought a plane ticket. I asked my aunt who I actually worked with too at the time. So she would kind of like bring the work home with us. And I kind of never felt like I could escape from it. <laughs> so I asked her if I could take two weeks off and just, just go. And I, it was honestly one of the most eye opening experiences of my life. And it really, it changed my outlook. I remember I signed up for yoga teacher training directly after getting back from there. And I, I just, wow. such a, yeah, it was such a revelation and just being in a different country and you can, you can be whoever you want to be because nobody knows who you are, or where you came from. And it, it just really, it helped me kind of sort through some things. So. Yes. Yeah. So was that kind of the decisive moment or the, the, crucial experience that made you change your life because you mentioned that you were working like typically New York probably working in a magazine and mm -hmm. and you weren't weren't happy there as well so where was where and when was the decisive moment for you or was it like a like a progress was it like a slow thing evolving? it was more of um it was more of a a progressive shift. I mean, I did the first yoga class I ever took. I had taken, you know, one or two in college and it never really resonated with me in that way. I was too busy, like getting drunk and focusing on emotionally unavailable men. <laughs> like, you know, just, I felt really lost in college. And I remember just calling my mom sobbing because I felt so unhappy And I had switched schools four times and still wasn't happy with the path I was on. And I just felt like I was completely living for others and trying to fit into this mold. And I just, I kind of realized that there is more to life than trying to fit into this mold. And we're so much more expansive and creative and playful when we are moving from our heart. And that's kind of when I started taking yoga again. And I remember in the, it was a donation based studio. So it was all walks of life. Like there was, um, I think a homeless person, honestly, and, and a billionaire just moving next to each other. And then, oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> because everyone's welcome and everyone pays what they can. And, and there are like 
an, there's an inch of space between each mat because the rooms get so packed and no one cares. Everyone just closes their eyes and, and moves and breathes together. And that's really the space where I just fell in love with, with this community and, and a group of people that are dedicating time to being more present. And, you know, they recognize that it's okay to honor yourself and take some time just for you. And, and then I decided to do the teacher training, which it, it completely, everyone was just so open and honest and emotional, even as strangers in the very beginning. And I had never seen a large group of people be so supportive of one another. Um, I felt like I could pour my entire soul onto the floor and it would be held. <laughs> so yeah. this kind of, it sparked the fire within me to, to really dedicate myself to share this practice more of presence and vulnerability with, with others. And actually the other night I was teaching and I thought, to myself, like in the middle of class, I could honestly just cry right now from feeling so honored to be able to share my words that have helped me feel more grounded in my own body and kind of accept whatever emotions do show up. And um, yeah, it's just such an honor to to be able to be a part of this this movement. And I feel like it's really growing. And the more people are mindful the more they can become aware of the choices they're making and how they're making them feel. You know, if when you stay in tune with your breath, you can create space between the stimulus and the response so that you can consciously respond to what happens to you rather than just react from your ego or from fear or, or pain. So yeah, it was definitely a progressive shift. <laughs> Oh, beautifully said, beautifully said. So um, this progressive shift and because y you also told me that you were working at this magazine and mm -hmm. this was like typical or real corporate New York. Mm -hmm. And how does that fit into your journey towards a more freedom-filled life? I was, yeah, so it was Harper's Bazaar, which is a, a huge fashion magazine. It was, I was proud of the fact that I was, you know, walking through that office and being surrounded by such creative people. And somehow I managed to find myself in this situation. And I had always loved fashion and just the creativity of, of designing clothing and, you know, putting things together that you feel good in. But I think in my opinion, these people that I was working with just took it too far. Like they were, it was so superficial because they were just judging people on what they were wearing and everything was just about, you know, how much money you're making and who you're hanging out with and where you're hanging out. And for me, I, I think I realized that clothing, it's just, it's an expression and I don't judge people for what they wear, which I think was a big um, it was a big wake up call to just realize I didn't necessarily want to be in that industry mm. because I can still wear what, what feels good for me. And it doesn't have to be what's trendy or trying to impress other people. It's, it, it relates to how, how you're feeling on the inside 
reflects yes. on the world. So just wear whatever feels good for you. And yeah, it was a, it was a moment where I just said, I don't want to be in this environment because our, our creativity and expansiveness and playfulness, it doesn't need to, and it, it can't really fit into this, this mold. And, uh, you know, it's just, how are you feeling in, in whatever situation you're in? And I just wasn't feeling fulfilled. So I, I actually ended up leaving and working for my aunt because that. Okay. So let me just jump in here. So that was, so you worked at Harper's Bazaar where you already on the yoga and yeah, let, let's, let's call it yoga and mindfulness journey or was it before so this was when I first moved to New York. I was still so lost. I, I was just finishing college and before yoga, before traveling. I, okay. actually, I moved to New York for, for a man, actually. <laughs> and we hadn't even met, which was the, the craziest thing. And we had just been talking on the phone and like sending each other daily videos and pictures. And I just... I think I was, I fell so deeply into it because I wasn't happy with my own life. And I thought that this was something I could control in a way that I could kind of shape my life to look perfect to someone else um, because we hadn't actually met. And I, I think that was a lesson that I, I didn't realize I learned until a couple years later, honestly, just looking back on it, it was so unreal and not authentic and just seeing the reasons I moved to New York then compared to where I am now it's just such such a growth and I know that this practice has has led me to where I am today and I'm I'm grateful for for the dark parts of of what I went through because you really can't feel happiness without pain and and you need to go through that to get stronger and and everywhere you you are is leading you to where you're going yeah it just yeah but even like even saying okay it was a process for you having this realization in your i think it was your early 20s working at Harper's Bazaar and and having this feeling like okay, something's not right for me. Something doesn't feel right. Mm -hmm. that's, I think that's, that's pretty impressive to have this insight at such an early age because from what I, I can see is that you have this realization oftentimes in your maybe mid-40s or 40s mm -hmm. connected to your, to your typical midlife crisis. But having it that early... That's what I find pretty, pretty impressive. Um, well, thank you. <laughs> yeah, 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 definitely. Being on the journey or going down a path that was much more relaxed and mindful and, and freedom filled. Um, you could also say like escaping slowly this nine to five world. What, what helped you on your way to disconnect from that or let's say to detach from that career world that corporate world and and stay on the path that you knew was your path mm -hmm. so 
are there, do you have any tips also for listeners who are contemplating such a move? Yes. So it's a big question because it kind of, we live in this day and age where society really does try to, especially in America, they try to tell you that you need to graduate high school, go to college, get right into a job, retire or get married, have a family, retire. And then, you know, it's just this, this process that you think you have to go through to live a, an acceptable life. And I just, I realized that we have this one life in this body. And if you're not, if you're not living if you're not doing what makes you happy then who are you actually living for i was actually my brother he has autism and is completely obsessed with ancient egypt and the afterlife so my mom and i uh, two nights ago we took him on a bike ride and we actually passed a graveyard and he demanded that we go in and we ended up just lying there and just staring up at the sky just the three of us and it was just such a beautiful moment my brother has this way of, of bringing me right back into gratitude for my freedom. Um, but I remember just turning to my mom and I said, we could literally die tomorrow. You know, if you're not doing what makes you happy, who are you living for? And she turned to me and said, the trick is to find joy in whatever you happen to be doing now. And I know that it, it does sound cliche, but it's, it's so true. The universe it doesn't make any mistakes. Everything is what it is. And we as humans are this moving, changing energy and, and all with the same desire to love and be loved. And when you recognize this, you, you become less lonely because sometimes you feel like you're the only one who feels pain or, or sorrow or unworthiness. But, but in reality, everybody innately wants to feel connected and loved. And I think a large part of it is really taking time for yourself and really asking yourself, what, what do I love doing? Like, what is something that, that feels natural and light and brings me joy and, and it doesn't feel forced or, you know, just, just thinking of even just one thing that, if you did more of, you would be happier. And when you follow a feeling that just feels right, like when I, when I bought my plane ticket to go to Central America over the winter, it just, there was this literal like pounding in my heart of excitement and joy. And, and I think when you follow that feeling, even if like, of course, obstacles happen when you travel and that's why traveling is such a, a transformative journey because in such a short amount of time you have all of these obstacles and, and things that happen to you um, that you have to deal with either on your own or with people that you might have just met and and even when there are those moments of stress you still feel grateful for for following that feeling and and learning whatever lessons show up along the way and I think my advice would be um, when I lived in New York, I never really experienced anyone questioning me too much because um, it's a city where 
anything goes, really. The streets are filled with homeless people, billionaires, artists, strippers, tourists. You know, they're all walking amongst each other, usually just minding their own business. And the people that I surrounded myself with and I actually connected with were and still are supportive of my life choices. And only two of my friends actually had steady conventional jobs, but they actually enjoyed their work. So what I've learned is that the only people who are going to judge you are the ones who are insecure about their own lives. And they're insecure about something that's going on in their own mind. And because when you're happy, you don't focus on trying to bring other people down or control them. You just focus on what makes you happy because you want to live a life that you can feel good in. And and when you do that, you just kind of make the right people feel good when they're around you. And actually, the the only people that wanted to see me build more of a stable career were a couple of family members from back home. And one of the uncles that used to criticize me, he recently just quit his job. He was working in the corporate world and he's now freelance construction working. And he says he didn't even realize how stressed he was until he stepped out of that life. He just thought that not sleeping and fighting with his wife all the time were just normal. So I think they get sucked into this routine because it's, it's comfortable, which I totally understand because I've been there too. And you, you kind of just follow sometimes what, what you're comfortable with, but you don't really feel fulfilled when you do that. And when you dig a little deeper, you're not actually comfortable. You're just kind of distracted. You're, you're hiding from what you truly want to be doing and, and how you truly feel because you're afraid of, of falling or or people judging you or whatever it is. And this is really how yoga has helped me because, um, you know, with each pose, they open up certain parts of your body. And when the poses start to become uncomfortable or you become antsy, your, your mind starts to wander. And the goal is to be able to sit with the discomfort and notice what emotions are coming up and just keeping, keep focusing on your breath when your mind wanders off. And I think, yeah, that would be my, my biggest advice is to just remember that how people are judging you is just a reflection of, of what's going on in their own life and to not listen to that. Just truly sit with yourself and think about something that you love to do. And if it doesn't come up naturally, um, give yourself that time every day to really just meditate and become more present and it's amazing what comes up when you, when you, you know, just focus on your breath and, and focus on the life force that lives beneath your physical body. Like we're so much more than just our, our bones and our skin. It's the spirit, this energy. And we're on this earth to really create from our heart and express our, our truth. So. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And yes. <laughs> to All of that. And <laughs> That's something that I, I've experienced as well, that you just have to take the time to tune in with yourself, to check in with yourself, and mm-hmm. there's no way around it. 
So people listening, when you go to the first interview of the Freedom Lifestyle Edition, my friend Ayu, she's saying the same. She had to go through this times of intense self-inquiry and meditation and just sitting with herself mm-hmm. to know where she wanted to go and also to be able to to question herself and to um, just to really question what you're doing. And I, I just loved what you said about your uncle because mm-hmm. to me it seems he was so absorbed and he was so used to living this life that he took it as a normal state of being, like being stressed or fighting with his partner. And the the more important it is to really step back and just to try, at least try to take out a bit of an outside perspective on your own life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was actually, for some reason, he used to, to get under my skin. I, I remember I was, I was full-time dog walking at the time. I had just quit my, <laughs> my corporate job. And I remember he was telling me like, you can't, you can't be a dog walker your whole life. You have to start, start, start building something and making connections. And I just remember thinking, I know that I'm not going to be a dog walker for the rest of my life, but this is just what I'm doing right now. And I'm actually, I'm actually making a lot of connections. I remember I got my first private yoga session through a man that came up to me because he saw me (laughs) walking a dog, you know, I was just making connections all over the place. And, and that's it. It's not just the classical networking. You can network basically anywhere. If you want to call it networking. That's the thing. It's like freedom. It comes from within. Like if you're in an expansive place and you're, you're focusing on the abundance in your life rather than this having the scarcity mindset, you just, you attract people that resonate with you and you can actually raise your vibration when you replace negative thoughts with, with what you can be grateful for, which I think is such a beautiful practice. It's actually called positive psychology. If you wake up every morning and think of three things you can be grateful for immediately. It sets the tone for your morning and it just reminds you that even just having your breath is, is something to be grateful for. I'm just reading a quote that you, um, I think you put it up quite recently on Instagram. You said, a consistent yoga meditation practice has helped me to get out of the desire to control every aspect of my life. And I thought, wow. So mm-hmm. let's talk about this for a moment. Mm-hmm. Because next to being stressed and being used to a certain way of life and not questioning what's going on, I mm-hmm. think what a, or probably what a lot of people um, or what keeps a lot of people kind of captured in their in their current way of living is like this desire to control things. I mean, I know it too. And, you know, I'm German, so we, we are naturally control freaks. <laughs> yes. But can you say a little bit more about, about that or the experience you made in your, in your own life? Mm-hmm. So the, you can either listen to your ego or you can listen to your heart. And 
the ego, it wants to control the situation because it wants to be able to hide your vulnerability and protect yourself and, um, you know, not look foolish or not fall, not fail. And it really, it tries to tell you that you need to be impressing people and, it's just when you listen to your ego, you're, you're just in this state of kind of helplessness. Like you can't control, you can't control other people. So the only thing you can control is how you respond to how they act because everybody is on their own journey and they're acting from the place of where they are right now and what they know. And there's this Chinese proverb that I love. It says, when the winds of change blow, some people build walls, others build windmills. And I think that's so profound because you can choose to kind of close yourself off or you can allow whatever happens to you to propel you into a new direction and just replacing replacing fear with trust really has been a big a big lesson for me in my in this transformation and yeah. Trusting that every choice you make is the right choice because it's the one you made and it's what you needed at that time in your life. And yeah, I think just moving more from your heart in a place of compassion so that when you do fall, you can have more compassion for yourself to get back up and, and try again rather than, you know, listening to your ego who's going to say, you have to do this perfectly the first time. And if you don't, then, then it's, then you're not worthy or, or, you know, whatever it, it tries to control you with. So I think definitely moving from your heart, which is just the infinite source of love that dwells within the, the cave of your heart space. Something I tell my students usually is, especially when we're in like a heart opening pose, it's, to close your eyes, envision the color emerald for your heart chakra, and just remember that you could love for every second of every day for the rest of your life and never run out. So never regret loving too much because it's just, it's what we are, it's what we're made of, and it's why we're here. So, yeah. I love that. That's beautiful. And I, oh man, I'd really love to take a yoga class with you. <laughs> oh, thank I you. I always think that. So for all the listeners, um, you'll, you'll find Kat's um, Insta profile in the show notes and you definitely have to check her out. <laughs> you, you've, you've got this absolutely like calming energy and this, like these beautiful images and it just makes you want to do yoga, really. Oh, thank you. It, it's so it's such an honor to to be a yoga teacher because I learn equally as much from from the students, you know, as they may learn from me. So it's it's really this beautiful exchange, and it just helps me helps me dig deeper into what I truly want to project into the world. And I remember the first yoga class I actually taught it was in New York and I was it was over 40 people just staring at me I remember just like wondering why are all these people trusting me like to guide them and I, I had no experience and it was just such a scary thing to see all these strangers just staring at me and 
I was so nervous that my voice actually got trapped in the middle of my throat. <laughs> and one of the teacher trainers who was, um, she was there watching me. It was like an apprenticeship more of, and she actually had to take over the class because I just, I couldn't speak. There was just this giant block. And I, with later work, I learned that it was a block in my throat chakra, which is, um, it governs the, your ability to express your truth vocally. And I, I remember just having this, this feeling of disappointment wash over me as I watched her just teach with such grace and confidence and it it really lit a fire within me because I wanted to be able to do that. And I knew that I had it within me to, to share my truth and, and that my words are worthy of, of being heard and just being expressed. So I, I really just began to dig deeper and, and not let that fear be more powerful than my, my willpower or my, my desire to, to share my thoughts. So slowly by slowly, I just, I got more and more comfortable with it. And now I can walk into a room with, with the same confidence that I remember wishing that I had, which is just such a, a beautiful thing to, to experience. So, and really be aware of. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I just want to touch on from from your experience, because when you said at the end of your your last travels, I want to go back home and I want to incorporate all these things that I love doing, like hiking and cooking and dancing and singing and yoga, I want to incorporate that more deeply in my life or in my daily life again. Mm-hmm. And talking about how to um, how to create a daily life that fills you up. Have you got any tips how to do that? Um, I mean, I think, of course, as, as humans, life has its stresses and, and dealing with them in a mindful way is something I'm still working on. <laughs> like sometimes I'll catch myself speaking in a tone that I'm not proud of or or being annoyed that I have to do something I don't want to do. But what I try to remember is your breath is the connective line to the present moment. Like this is life right now. It's, it doesn't begin when you get that new car or you move to a new city. It's, it's happening right now. And how good can you, can you feel in the situation that you're in right now? And when pain or sadness or doubt show up, really just sit with them and and don't try and and tell yourself that you failed if you gave up a New Year's resolution or something. Like especially with veganism, when I went plant based, that actually was a big part of of people who would judge me because they were like, "Oh, I could never go vegan and just and cut out all cheese and 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 milk and everything." And it's it's like well, try it for one day, you know, you don't have to like jump into it. And, and it's like this all or nothing mentality. Um, if you fall off track one day, get back up and start again. It's not like you're, you have this, this power to choose how you kind of reinvent yourself at any moment. And if you didn't exercise one day, 
exercise a little more the next day or, or forgive yourself and go on a walk or something. And it's really just about not, not kicking yourself for, for moments when you weren't being mindful or, or whatever it is. And just remembering that you can start again. And I actually love this, this, um, it's a quote I one of my teachers told me when you think of the word habitat because it derives from the Latin word habitare which means to live and which is you know most often associated with the environment in which plants or animals live and and then when you think of the word habit it sounds pretty similar it comes from the same word it's like our habits become the stories by which we live our lives and when we become more aware of of our breath, we can become more aware of the choices we're making and, and how they're making us feel. Like if you find that you're not proud of a certain choice you're making, maybe find the courage to make a different choice and just be mindful of it and really notice how you're feeling when you're doing what you're doing. And even if you try brushing your teeth with your opposite hand, just so that you can remind your body that you do have that power to choose how you move and how you live your life and you can break free from the chains of your habits just by choosing that you want to feel good inside your own body. And I think, um, yeah, being, being switching to a plant-based diet really helped me with that just because my body feels so good when I'm eating foods that are more closely in their natural state and, comes straight from the earth, which literally provides us all we need to to thrive. So I think it all starts with how you're treating yourself. Your body is like it's like a car that our souls are driving through this life. <laughs> and if we don't maintain it <laughs> if we don't maintain it and treat it with care, we'll we'll run it into the ground. And if we want to feel as good as we can for as long as we can, it, it only makes sense to be gentle and and yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I I read a quote, another quote from you that said, anything that connects you to the present moment is what you're meant to be doing. Mm -hmm. Maybe this, exactly this, this presence and aliveness, maybe mm -hmm. that's a motivation to, to, to follow through with your intentions. And If they're meant to be, you'll you'll have this great feeling. And if not, not. Yes. Yes. It's I've learned that if something feels forced or you keep trying your hardest and it's just not working, whether it's like a relationship with someone else or whatever it may be, and it just feels like you it's forced and you don't even necessarily feel right doing it. It's probably not meant to be because mm. when, when things feel right and they flow naturally and that's the state you want to be in, you have this innate, innate sense of bliss that you're born with. Like when you're born, you don't, you don't question, Oh, am I pretty enough? Am I like doing enough? You just, you just are, you're, you want love and you want food and you laugh when something's funny and you cry when you're hungry or angry or sad and, and there's no ego involved. You're just moving from your truth. And I think as adults that shifts and the ego starts to take over and we compare and, 
and judge ourselves and others. And it's just, it's such a, a negative space to live from. And if something feels like it's not working, that's your intuition telling you to change your path or to find something that really does feel natural and good. And, and yeah, just whatever you feel happy doing, like for me, it's definitely yoga, cooking, singing, laughing, swimming, you know, just things that really make you forget to check your phone or worry about the future. Yes. Connecting. And that's, that's the right, um, the right buzzword. So let's step into nature. <laughs> yes. And <laughs> what, what role does nature play in your life? Is, is the connection to nature a key piece for you or maybe even a precondition for a freedom lifestyle? Oh my gosh. Nature, it's been one of the most profound healing outlets for me. Um, it just, it might sound strange, but like the rivers of Costa Rica specifically helped me just love my body, which I had high ups and low lows with, um, Like it just was a roller coaster, my relationship with my body. And it was the first time I was ever truly comfortable being naked in front of people and in broad daylight. <laughs> it was um, my first trip to the jungles of, of Costa Rica. And I had only known these, these new friends for a few days, but they just instantly became family. And we were in such a rural area of the country that we literally just walked butt naked probably like over a mile away <laughs> to get to this river just through the jungles untouched by human hands and there were just so many birds and, and monkeys and it was just so beautiful and I remember how free and light I felt in that moment just being surrounded by nothing but nature and I just completely accepted my body because there was no one around to judge and then I kind of realized why do I even worry about people judging? If, if I can accept my body and feel healthy and happy, then the opinions of others don't matter. And, and like the animals don't judge you. The plants don't judge you. The only reason humans judge is because of the ego and <laughs> it always tries to compare and be better and to hide vulnerability out of protection and, and control every situation. And, and now that I'm on Cape Cod and you can't, legally walk around exposed <laughs> i i walk barefoot in the grass at least once a day and and really just feel that negative electrical charge of the earth really being going into my feet and you're quite literally just reconnecting with the ground that birthed you and and now supports you so it's just nature is so important for me. Like every day you have to get outside. Even if you just stick your head out the window and take a deep breath of fresh air, it's like. <laughs> and I love what you're saying about walking barefoot or stepping into the grass barefoot. Mm -hmm. I've become such a big fan of walking barefoot over the past years. And yeah, I, I feel the same. It's such a way of reconnection, such a direct and easy way of reconnection with nature and with what's around and bringing you back to your to your roots kind of yes yes and it's literally feeling grounded in your foundation and just 
feeling confident in your own body and 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 you're more mindful of where you're stepping too because you're you're barefoot so it helps you um just be more more in tune with where you are and it really is a wonderful practice i i recommend it to all my friends even though they some of them think i'm crazy <laughs> <It's> like <laughs> a weird, naked hippie jungle girl <laughs> <But>. <laughs> All right. So let's shift gears and talk about finances. I know from okay. nature to finances, it's a big step, but this is a question I get asked a lot and it's okay to ask the questions because people thinking about going a different, a different direction in their lives or living in a different way, they're like, okay, how can I sustain myself? So how do you sustain yourself? And did you ever have the fear of not earning or not having enough? Mm -hmm. So this is, it's, it's a big question because money is always, it's on everybody's mind. You know, you want to be able to support yourself and, and have enough food to eat and, a, and shelter. And I think that, no, I, I don't make as much money as I could if I worked all day long, five days a week or, or even more, but I feel in my heart just so much freer and I have, I have time to create and cook and, and connect with loved ones and, and write. And for me, that's valuable. Like I would rather, I would rather have the freedom to to live my life in a way that I actually enjoy rather than do something that drains me of my energy, but I have maybe a little more money to buy a nicer car or a designer handbag or whatever it is. Yeah. I think, I think a lot of times when people have more money, it's never enough for them. Like they're always trying to get more and it becomes like, again, their ego takes over and they want to compete with with the richer person and it just money doesn't make you happy. And I know it's so it's cliche, but you can't rely on these external forces to, to build that happiness within. And my, my relationship with money kind of fluctuates. Like sometimes I don't worry about it at all and I feel completely abundant. And then other times I worry about what I'm going to be doing in five years, which mm. I love. I've learned um, just for the listeners, just a brief recap. So you're working as a yoga teacher and you're also working at an art gallery, right? Yeah. So I, I teach yoga. It depends on the week. This week I taught three classes, three days, um, four, four classes, three days. And then I work at, my dad's actually an artist. So I, I'm his so cool. <laughs> and yeah, so I work with him and I actually also work on a boat, like charter oh. chartering guests to Martha's Vineyard and it's such a beautiful place to to be. But yeah, I kind of do these jobs that I I enjoy and they they feel um they feel fun and light and the money kind of just it comes and I've learned that money it's really an energy and and when you're focusing on lack, I think that you'll never have enough. You're, you're mentally kind of creating this block. And yeah, I was, I was listening to Abraham Hicks. Do you, do you ever listen to her? She has, 
No, no, I didn't. No, 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 I haven't yet. It's Esther Hicks, and she channels Abraham Hicks, who's this like universal. Oh, person. oh, actually, yeah, I did. I have to correct myself. Of course, I did. Yeah, I just. Um, yeah. Oh my gosh, these quotes are amazing. It didn't click. That's why I said no at first. But I remember the one that stuck with me is the basis of your life is freedom. The purpose of your life is joy. Mm, I love and that. That just hit my core. I was like, oh, wow. Yes, yes. She she was talking about money in one episode and she was saying how when you exhale, when you or when you pump blood, you have faith that it's coming back. And and to become aware of this more often so that you could kind of train your brain to trust that all you need is available to you and you will see it and attract it when you're grateful for what you already have. So like to replace thoughts of scarcity with thoughts of abundance, like what can you be grateful for now? The abundance of air, of food, of friendship, of love, whatever it may be. And, and trust that when you give, it will come back to you. So that's yes. kind of how my relationship with money has. And I love that you mentioned that because this is a really, um, it's a cool combination to show. So you have your jobs, you don't just have one, you have three, but you have jobs that make you feel light and good. And it's not like it's, it's not like doing is a sacrifice or you have jobs that sustain you, but that don't stress you out. And Mm -hmm. then you have this other part, you have the attitude you you have the right mindset for the the abundance or having enough mindset and so mm-hmm. as i see they're like two crucial parts playing together and i think for everyone who's contemplating about cutting back on a job to have some more free time or like working not 5 five days a week, but maybe just four or just 30 mm. hours instead of 40. Um, I think this can be a great inspiration or motivation to maybe mm-hmm. work on the mindset and knowing that, that this is actually a big part of it. And right. right. I mean, your mindset, it, it's everything. It's that's why freedom is within because it's it's really kind of being okay with whatever situation you're in and trusting that it's teaching you what you need to learn. I really I don't think there is such a thing as good and bad in this world. I think everything it just is and like there would be no pain without joy. So pain isn't necessarily bad. It's just it it's just teaching you what you need to learn at this moment. And, and then when you do feel joy, it's, it's such a beautiful, beautiful way to, to reconnect to that feeling of just your innate bliss and yeah, to just honor each emotion as it shows up and remember that it passes. It's nothing's ever permanent. So if you don't like the job you're in, make steps, even just tiny steps um, in the direction towards doing more of what you truly enjoy doing. And 
and just have yeah. faith that if you do fall or make mistakes, it's okay. And you can get back up and everybody makes mistakes. Some people are just better at hiding it. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, probably. <laughs> so this could, could, could well be your, your key tip or motivational line for someone who wants to include more freedom in their life because mm -hmm. it, yeah. Or do, do you have anything else as a, I always say move from where you are with what you have in a way that feels good for you. I love that. <laughs> no matter where you are, no matter how much money you have, just keep going in a way that feels good for you. Like there's this quote that says anything that costs you your peace is too expensive, which I think is so it's profound because you're, stress can literally consume your life. And actually when you breathe deeply, you're breathing into your parasympathetic nervous system, which reminds your body that you're in a safe space and can actually soothe your system. So the, the, the more often that you breathe deeply, the more you can actually soothe your system. So it's, yeah, it's just being mindful of where you are and moving from there with what you have in a way that can feel good for you. <laughs> So. Perfect. Awesome. So now let's wrap this up with a few rapid fire questions. What is it for you, summer or winter? Summer. <laughs> right answer. No, I'm joking. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Some um, people love winter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they do. They do. I know. <laughs> What's your favorite country to travel to? Oh. They're all so different, but mm -hmm. Guatemala was really special. Cool. Mm -hmm. And do you have a person who inspired you lately and why did he or she inspire you? Actually, my friend that I traveled to Guatemala with, Fardao, she's from Holland. Um, we met in Costa Rica and we just instantly became like sisters. And we decided to just go to Guatemala together. And we ended up staying almost a month. And she really taught me to not worry so much because mm -hmm. um, when I was traveling, I kind of sometimes would fall into these thoughts of like, what path am I going to go down next? Like, where am I going to go? What if I don't make the right choice? And she kind of just reminded me, whatever I choose is, is the right choice. And it's going to lead me to where I need to be. So... She's an inspiration to me. Oh, yeah. That seems like a profound inspiration. Yeah. yeah. And do you have a freedom song, a song that stands, like when you hear it, you think freedom. Mm -hmm. Oh, man, I'm, I'm free. I'm alive. Do you have such a song? So this, this man I used to work in the kitchen with in Costa Rica, he's a local and he barely spoke any English, but we kind of bonded over music and he showed me this local artist. I'm going to butcher her name, but it's Danit uh, Trubig, T-R-E-U-B-I-G. And she's just, oh, her voice is so beautiful. And whenever I listen to her songs, they just bring me right back to that feeling of sleeping under those jungle trees and under a, under a canvas of stars. It was just such a beautiful time in my life. So that brings me back to my, my freedom. <laughs> that sounds good. Um, I try to find her and 
put a link to her in the show notes as well. Yes, she's beautiful. Awesome. That was such a great, great talk. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it very, very much. Is there anything else on your mind or something that you'd like to share? Um, well, I felt very grateful that you asked me to do this because I feel like for both of us, it's like this step in further into what we both enjoy doing. I feel like, especially this conversation, it just feels so natural for both of us because it's something we're passionate about. And this was just a reminder for me to keep, keep following what flows naturally. And like I told you earlier, when I was thinking of things to talk about, I ended up writing and turned into this like two hour session of words just like flowing out of me. So it, it inspired me to maybe even start writing a book and you just never know what little thing is going to come into your life that can have a profound impact. So just notice what, what shows up in your life and be more, be more aware. <laughs> yeah. I like that. That's a good note to end on. Thank you, Kat. Thank you so much for your time and for all of this talking about your life. It's always personal. It's sharing intimate insights. Thank you so much, you beautiful soul. Oh, thank you for having me. <laughs> Don't you find that simply listening to Kat's voice has this instant soothing effect? Well, it has on me at least. I hope you enjoyed this chat and live easy, calm and refreshed. We love to hear from you. Tell us what you find most inspiring, interesting or invigorating. Head over to iTunes or to your Apple Podcast app and leave a five-star rating and a review or send us a message through the episode website. And one note for my German-speaking listeners. Feel free to leave your thoughts in German if that's easier. Message me or simply write a German review. Thanks so much for listening and for all your support. Enjoy your summer and until next time here on Cat's Podcast. <laughs>